I see you. Sweet. Yeah, too bad we can't get you. It's pretty sweet, isn't it? Yeah. All right, let's rock and roll. All right, you're on, Josh. What's going on? It's Top of the Dude Chain. 66% of us are back in the studio, but 100% of us are on the call. That's what I'm talking about. Jeff decides to uh, yep. join us today. Yep, that's <laughs> Jeff is in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I got a feeling when I see this podcast, I'm not going to enjoy this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. you, no, you will. It, I found I found something that looks almost just like you. <laughs> oh no! Height wise, right. at least. Height wise, oh yep. my gosh, you got a garden gnome in there. So mm, worse, dude. That would have been <laughs> <funnier>. <laughs> that would have been funnier though. <laughs> oh, you got like a stuffed animal or something? Ah, uh, yeah. no, you, you'll see. Yeah, you'll never guess. It's, it'll, it'll be the thumbnail. All right, so, we dropping anyway. this bad bad boy on Tuesday, so I'll find out Tuesday. Wednesday, man, yeah, it Wednesday, always drops on Wednesday. Well, it's been Wednesday for like a couple of weeks. A couple oh. of weeks, it's been Wednesday for a uh, majority of it. There are more. It was Tuesday for a long time because you throw a lot of fits was, about us not it having it ready Tuesday. by Tuesday. Right, that's what I'm saying. It was Tuesday, and then y'all kept switching everything to y'all kept switching everything to Sunday and Monday night, and that's just too difficult to get out. I mean, I'm, I mean. <laughs> I'm working a lot of magic to get it out, to record it on Monday <laughs> oh and get it out on Wednesday. <laughs> well, y'all are putting me on the grindstone there. Just, just, Corey, just Corey drops schedule. off a thumb drive and you upload it. That's all. <laughs> you think? You think? Yeah. If you're doing so much, why does why does Corey even have a have a title of a producer? I mean, if you're doing it all, that's, that doesn't make sense, Josh. Anyway. While we're while we're on the the while we're on the topic of of resentment, resentment for this podcast, <laughs> my gosh! Like Tiger King is hands down number one on Netflix and has been at least for what two weeks yeah. now. It's still ahead of Ozark, and they just dropped the new season yeah. of Ozark. Like it's blowing up. People people are watching it multiple. My mom watched it. I've watched it three times. She wasn't impressed with it, but she yeah. watched it and. And here's what's bad is Joe couldn't get a reality show kicked off for anything. He tried and tried and right. like, couldn't get well, it done. I mean, you know, Murder for Hire kind of throws that uh, that into hyperdrive. For well, sure. and I think the fact that he didn't get a chance to come on top of the Duchamp podcast screwed his whole well, his whole. And that, that, that kind of and that, that's that's what we and that's where my resentment is because <laughs> Joe Exotic wanted us to go down to Winnie Wood and record our episode in his studio. Uh huh. The and I don't know if this is the new studio or the one that burnt down. But he was willing. He was ready to go talk to Josh. He's like, "Come down, record in the studio." Yes. And I basically said, "Let me know when you guys can go down to Winnie Wood because we can go record it down there." And like every text message I said, nothing. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, man. We weren't falling over ourselves to go down to Winniewood and meet Joe on his terms. Yeah, I was, however. <laughs> well, I was, not so sure you were right. <laughs> I don't know, man. We could have lost we, an arm. We, we, also, we also could have been in. Have you seen the shenanigans one. that go down at that place? I'm just saying. We also you want to take part in some of those? Hey, Which ones do you want to take part in? <laughs> I might end up on a pizza. 
but <laughs> meat truck pizza. <laughs> but guarantee you, if we had recorded that episode down there, guarantee yeah. you, we would have been in that documentary. Uh, yeah, probably, man. Is that where we really want to be, though? Yes. Uh. <laughs> and, that's, and that's why Mike Leach is not no longer with this podcast because he wasn't willing to bring Joe Exotic into his house. Yeah. <laughs> Does he know that? <laughs> <laughs> he was. He was he way against it. I, 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 will, vision I will say he was way against it. This was going. He was it way paid against off. It. Two years. Uh, we could have been years ago. Yep, we could have been well, millionaires. You can't even get too mad because you wouldn't even know who Joe Exotic was if I hadn't gone to Jeremy Bones' birthday party and saw the video they got from Tiger Safari. And uh, no, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. So, but it, it, it's hilarious that that we knew Joe Exotic. We knew about Joe Exotic years. I, I mean, I really, that, that was that was my introduction. Uh, I went to my friend Jeremy Bone. He had a birthday party, and they had come back from Marietta and decided just to stop in there. And they were like, dude, you've never heard of a guy that's as crazy as the dude that owns that place. And he said, I bought the DVD and the DVD is his music videos. Did he buy the right? <laughs> I don't know that he did, but, um, by the way, it, as it, as I would say, OG Joe exotic fans, I'm a little disappointed that here, Kitty Kitty, like came on our radar about three months ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Songs of uh, <laughs> like legit. I don't care if he's not singing it or not. That's a legit song. That's know. my question. Who wrote it? Who sang it? Who played it? Yeah. Somebody said it's like the something more band or something was the one. Yeah, there's a there. Scene. Yeah, if, you know, I mean, and in all reality, if we want to bring there, are, there are a couple people that have commented on our YouTube video uh, that that I think I could reach out to and bring in if we wanted to. Yeah. yeah. And actually figure out this stuff. Because I, I remember I knew the name of the band that sang these songs uh, a while ago and went on a rabbit hole with them. I think the lead singer died uh, here recently. But... Uh, we could we could definitely crack open uh, a little bit of mystery if if we wanted to. Yeah. Well, you know the thing that I haven't seen the believe it or not I haven't seen the documentary yet. Uh, but um, the thing that's I think so captivating about Joe is people just don't realize that there's people that crazy out there getting as much done as they're getting done. And I'm like, man, Oklahoma's full of people like that. Well, full. The biggest thing about it, yeah, when you see it. Dude, there, there are more people like him in that, like, Joe Exotic is the norm for the big cat industry. Yeah. Makes me want to ask those, like, you know, there's a there's a tiger-type place in Tuttle, Oklahoma, and there's one in Tulsa. That, we have several around here, mm -hmm. you know? Well, that, and that's Doc Andel and, you know, obviously Carol Baskin. Then you got Tim Stark. Up, up state, then you got Jeff Lowe, who essentially robbed uh, Joe Exotic, allegedly. And I just, I don't, I don't know enough to say it's my opinion. I'm just saying that's what everyone's saying about him. Uh, but all those, all those guys were on that that documentary. Yeah, dude, the best part of that documentary is where that guy that that Joe Exotic called the giant Chucky doll. Yeah, 
Like they randomly insert that wave runner. Yeah, the Kenny Powers like wave runner montage. Yeah, like it's the most random you know, thing in the whole you know thing. The, you know what the best part of that whole scene is? Is the look off at the end. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Is is it, it, dude? It's a great documentary. Yeah, because it, it's like he's the look off looks like he's kind of looking at the guy like, "Did you get it? Okay, cool," and turns his head, and it, the look was so good they just kept it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh man, anyway, so highly recommend. My mom said that I wasted six hours of her day. No. Uh, <laughs> well, moms aren't always into stuff like that, Josh. I, I, so. I understand. Yeah, oh, man. I understand, but. Well, Joe Exotic. No, man. But seriously, Jeremy Bone. He uh. He then we looked him up on YouTube and uh, looked up a bunch of his videos, his weddings on YouTube, a few other things. Uh, the music videos were pretty hilarious. Um, and then uh, they said just in person, like he was real wild. Uh, he calls like all heterosexual people be breeders. He's like y'all breeders out there, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he's uh, yeah he's a character. And uh, anyways, um, I came back and you know. I hadn't known you very long, but look, knew you long enough to realize, hey, this guy appreciate that. So, passed it on, and uh, but yeah, man. And then the crazy thing, it, like he kept coming across, like I don't, I didn't actively like, you know, look up Joe Exotic stuff. But then, you know, I got that that text, you know, of he was passing out zigzags that said he was running for governor at the Capitol while the teachers were on strike. I was like, what in the heck? So, yeah, I just. Went down the rabbit hole again. Like, what is going on well, I now? Probably, I was, I, I was probably the first one on Twitter. Yeah, out of all of us, possibly. Yeah, which hands down my favorite social media platform. But <laughs> it would be. Um, but I remember the the tweet came across that he was running for president. Yeah, and I sent it to you, and it's like that back in this was sixteen with Trump, uh -huh. Trump and Hillary, and yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's like, I'm going to run for governor now, too. And, and you're like, what's this guy thinking? <laughs> Yet still pulls 19% of the Libertarian vote. Well. I mean, I don't know how many votes say. I mean, he got waxed. I don't think most people even understand what Libertarian is. <laughs> they vote that way. Well, that's, that's, what it, that's what his campaign manager yeah. said on. Uh, I think people think it's cool because Ron Swanson was a Libertarian or something. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, no, man, Oklahoma's full of like characters like that. And I, I spent the better part of my twenties, like seeking people like that uh, out. So, hanging out with them. so so answer this because you've seen more of Oklahoma than both of us. Yeah. I would, I would contend and we, we talked about this last episode, but I would contend that minimum 35% of the entire Oklahoma population goes down that Joe exotic slash Joe Exotic entourage type characteristic. That, makes that depends on, I don't know, man. Uh, Joe's a, Joe and his crowd are pretty unique. Um, I was saying the, the Winniewood, Oklahoma group. Yeah, if you just think Oklahoma's full of trashy rednecks, well, you're right. So. Like, <laughs> like the people who would be fooled by Joe Exotic, the people who would eat. Uh, I don't know. You'd be surprised how many rednecks aren't stupid. They just like that way. That's my point, though. That's yeah. probably thirty-five to forty percent of the. Yeah. Like all the I, people on all the people on that. Well, you haven't seen the documentary. 
I'd say however many people are on meth in Oklahoma, about that percent, it would be probably around there in that Joe Exotic wheelhouse. So yeah, that uh, the memes for this thing coming out are hilarious. <laughs> Hands down, I mean it's just it's a great yeah. time to be on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> and have a have a pretty decent Joe Exotic algorithm already built up. Uh, well, and, and you know, here's here's the thing I, I'm curious about. You know, everybody likes something different, whether it's the train wreck of it all, just the craziness. But I'm seeing a lot of people are just loving the music. It's the music that people are really latching right. onto. Like these crazy music videos are just entertaining the heck out of people. And I am telling you, if that's the like, if that kind of music, like just ridiculous people being ridiculous making music if that's what you're into i got some bands for you to go check out man because oklahoma has a lot of just awesome bands but they're just so you know unique kind of like you know singing songs like here kitty kitty uh i think i think the biggest thing is the pettiness of all his songs no yeah (laughs) here kitty kitty is a very petty song yeah well he's (laughs) i mean I don't know if you know this, but he's pretty fired up all the time. <laughs> Carol Bass. I mean, we can't we can't play it on air, but Corey showed me a video of BMX Joe Exotic mashup, and uh, <laughs> pretty much sums up his relationship he's, with it. He's he's pretty fired up all the time, man. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I definitely would have liked to get that podcast on now, wax. There was a there was a sweet band in uh, Bartlesville I used to like to go listening to. They're called Mothra Stewart, and uh, they uh, they did like all hair metal, like like Rush and stuff like that, you know. Uh-huh. And the dude, his drum kit took up the whole stage, and he had like fans blowing on him, and wore like the like the sleeveless shirt and the sunglasses and headband with like just stringy long hair coming out of it. And was doing all like the twirling, like do the straight rush style, like drum, like stuff, right? Um, with like lights and everything, and then just the guy on like guitar and and bass were uh, were just kind of like on the edge and like didn't even have a light on them, so it was pretty much just he was the show and they were there because they were necessary, right. and he sang in like the high falsetto and just drilled perfectly all of those old what's like your, what's air your metal favorite and, drummer move. My favorite drummer move? Yeah, you know they got they got the moves where they like throw the sticks in the air, twirl it around. Yeah. My favorite is the dude when they when they pull us, you know, because they all have spares. You know, you got like six drumsticks sitting in a, a little pouch next to you, in case you yeah. break one. That's why they're always throwing them in the crowd. My yeah. favorite's when I, I saw this one dude. He threw his up, grabbed one out of the out of the bin put it on his nose and balanced it like a seal as he continued to to drum with the other two <laughs> That's fantastic. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. So, but it was hands they were a great cover band uh down in San Antonio and uh I had a friend I worked with her one of her friends was like the bass player or something like that and that drummer yeah. just a similar situation like the whole band was was the, the whole band had fans. Uh-huh. But the drummer kind of Kind of stole the show just watching him. Like I said, man, he bounced that thing on his nose for a long time. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I know I know some people do, like, different tricks and stuff, but I think my favorite thing is just uh, Jason Dobbs, the old Dobber, man. Uh, he's my favorite drummer of all times. He, uh, he was in my buddy's band, um, the Awesome Possum Band, and then uh, he actually was in the Troubadours for, you know, a cup of coffee or so. 
but he pretty much only did tricks. Like he barely got any drumming in in between. He he did so many tricks, man. He, I mean, those he was basically juggling the whole time, and it was just amazing watching him go. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as soon as he sat down at his kit, shirt came off, and he just started entertaining like crazy, man. Dude, you know he was he was straight up Tommy Lee style, man. That was what that's what he was all about, and you know he was the most you know most awesome thing to watch at the show, you know. So, dude, I always wondered why Joe Belts, uh drummer used to drum in his underwear. <laughs> yeah, you know, we were like, that's kind of a, a weird getup. Yeah, but then, then you watch. I've been watching concerts, and and you see the drummer, and he's oh, back yeah. there with all the pyrotechnics Just and everything, sweating. Yeah, like yeah. there's no way you could wear normal clothes back there. Yeah, like La- uh, Lars uh, Ulrich from uh, Metallica. Yeah, wears like those what what do they call those sh- those uh, army shorts, those real short ones, uh, like silkies. Yeah, silkies. Yeah, like he's basically wearing a pair of silkies with like a a leather sh- leather vest or something like that. So <laughs> It's the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for but for that reason, there's no way you could wear normal clothes, regardless. Yeah. It's this it's yeah. disgusting back there. Now, there's another band floating around out there, and they've been riding around in a van playing shows since probably the early 80s, and they're called New Dynasty Rocks. And uh, they're, a fun, they're a fun band, and uh, they're that old-school style, like, you know, rock band. And uh, did you ever watch that uh, Anvil documentary? Have you, either one of you I, ever I seen that? Yeah, I've watched uh, part of it. Uh, you know, they just been—they've been like just at it forever, and they're never going to stop. Well, that's New Dynasty uh, or New Dynasty Rocks. Um, but they—if you get on YouTube, you can actually look up a couple of their songs. Um, they got videos for one they call "L.A. Snow." That's a little, uh, yeah, you know, nod to <laughs> cocaine, I believe. <laughs> but <laughs> anyways, they—I uh, mean, you can still catch them playing a you know back alley bar somewhere i mean there's they're probably still traveling around in a van you know i don't know how old they are but they're uh and, and just a blast to be around from everything i've ever heard uh just cool dudes who love rocking so <laughs> yeah a lot of good bands out there running around having a good time yeah there's also a good uh youtube's been great man yeah i mean oh, yeah. It, it's to to give joe exotic tv has brought in so many like it has so many new viewers now like he's i mean he's averaging 80 something thousand views per video now even more than that like here kitty kitty's probably hit a million yeah he's probably rolling in the cigarettes in jail right now huh yeah that's plenty of mustard <laughs> and salt baby <laughs> he's getting all the mayonnaise he needs now oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness that guy and it, and his salt packets. Did you ever hear how he uh, got his start uh, in the big animal business or the in the I don't know animal business? Uh, the way I heard it, him and his brother um, got into emus back when that was a thing. And uh, yeah, anyways, there's there's a little in the documentary. Does it? Yeah, they. I think they. I think they did a very poor job of it. And, yeah, here so. Kitty Kitty is at 1.8 million views, and I'm pretty sure it was sub 50,000 before the uh, documentary came out. Oh, oh, heck so, yeah! Dude. Because some of some of the songs that weren't featured on the documentary are still hanging out in the tens of thousands. So yeah, here Kitty Kitty definitely is the one that I think uh, struck a chord <laughs> with everybody. Everybody loves that one, don't they? Yeah, 
There were, I mean, it's hands down. The Joe Exotic episode is hands down our most successful episode. Yeah, uh, one of my buddies typed in Joe Exotic after watching the thing, and it came up in his in his feed pretty yeah. high towards the top. Yeah, it's at like fourteen hundred views on yeah, YouTube, just, which we don't get views on YouTube, so that's pretty. Yeah. Uh, so just imagine where we'd be if uh, we actually had Joe Exotic on the podcast. I know we'd be famous right now, super famous. So next time there's like some some meth head sketchy <laughs> dude that I say I want to go talk to. We need to invite him into our house. You guys need to you guys need to jump on board. Clear your schedule. We just need to go round up all the homeless meth heads in the area and just interview all of them because one of them's bound to be famous eventually. Dude. If, you, if you guys think that interviewing a meth head is gonna make us famous, I can line one up. <laughs> I interview I interview meth heads every night. <laughs> No, I still know. I'm, I'm just saying, man. I could have been on Netflix. That's that's my only gripe right now. Is as I'm watching this, and they're talking, especially when they're talking about the studio blowing up and and then rebuilding it and everything. I'm like, it just we we could have recorded in that studio. We would have been on that documentary. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Like I'm, I'm talking like the circuit, USA Today, Howard Stern. Like, we, I'm, I'm tempted to reach out to that John Finlay guy and bring him on. Which one? Oh, yeah. The dude with the messed up teeth that oh, yeah. never put a shirt on the entire documentary. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be cool to try and get one of those guys on to ask him. Because you know what you see in the documentary and what they say they said are always two different things. And that's, he was upset. Because they always have an angle. He was upset because they, they basically recorded his uh, entire... Uh, tooth process to get him getting his, his his dentures fitted and everything because he's got new teeth now. They didn't put any of that in the documentary, so no one, no one, so everyone thinks that he's got like three teeth and looks like you know one of those babies from the Warner uh, from the Looney Tunes. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's gotten his teeth fixed since then. So now, yeah, uh, they go out, and then obviously Carol Baskin thinks they spent too much time on her murdering her husband. Yeah. Which she, Well I mean, I mean yeah, going yeah, I mean but and then uh I did the best part about it is is everyone's <clears throat> angry everyone's angry about how they were portrayed in this Netflix documentary, with the exception of Joe Exotic and all he the, all he saw was an opportunity to get more <laughs> limelight and he oh. filed a ninety four million dollar lawsuit to get back. You don't care what you don't care what kind of publicity no. he's getting as long as it's publicity. That's, that's, yeah. And that's, and that's. I mean, he kind of took a hit in my book with the murder for hire and the lip syncing and everything. But I'm glad to know he's redeemed himself, Josh. Hey, the murder for hire, he was set up, man. Let's yeah, be no, honest. I agree. Yeah, I think there's more to that. But I will say this, though. The fact that this man disregards any type of, of, of reputation he has and what Netflix did to it, and just sees an opportunity for him to to take advantage of is is somewhat admirable. Yeah. You have to, you have to appreciate that. It's dude, that that documentary is like six or well, seven hours of just pure cringe. Oh, like, and the so one-liners. Cringy. Dude, the one-liners and then the funeral, dude. The funeral's <laughs> the, hilarious. The funeral is awful. Like the things he says about that kid in front of his mom. Yeah. Oh, and then, and, then he sings, and then he and sings then, a song that has nothing to do with anything. Wait, lit, well, yeah, now was that the uh, was that the the, the funeral for his 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 
Husband? Yeah, yeah the one that shot himself on accident. Yeah, purpose. so you got to watch that. Um, he's wearing a priest, yeah, like a priest shirt, like the shirts that priests wear. With well, the... you know he's a guy with outfits. He has every outfit ready he's... to go at any oh, given time. Oh, dude. When oh, he's wear... got like the collar on. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, Halloween's going to be great this year. Because how many people are good? I mean, yeah. Joe Exotic's going to dominate the Halloween scene yeah. right, this well, year. Well, there, there's a scene in the documentary where one of the employees gets their arm ripped off and he he runs and puts on an EMS oh, yeah. outfit. <laughs> <laughs> he goes and gets dressed up first. And, but, hey, when he, walked on, when he walked the camera crew through his house, first off, his room is disgusting. Yeah. His room was nasty. But mm-hmm. the best part was he had he had that coat that coat hanger whatever that row like I'm talking a hallway of nothing but leather jackets down the wall. Yeah, and he's like, which one I'm gonna wear today? <laughs> so like, I'm curious about something. Uh, now in the documentary, do they ever hit on like drugs and stuff like that? On what? On drug use. Like if people were using drugs, like Joe and his buddies, if oh, they're on yeah. drugs, he says that he did he, yeah, he did man. coke and meth and heroin. Dude is his his he's had what three husbands? Yeah, two of the three husbands, like essentially, like like I'm not even. Yeah, they're all. I'm straight. Yeah, they're all straight, and they were just hanging out with him for cars and meth and whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's essentially what it was. Well, Who, dude? That, I was just kind of curious. Because John, uh, John Finlay gets his tattoo covered up with that bull at the very end. Yeah, dude, the best meme out there has a picture of Jeffrey Epstein. It says, "says Jeffrey Epstein's suicide is the worst cover up in history," and then it showed that dude's <laughs> tattoo, and it <laughs> said, "Until <laughs> hold, hold, hold Netflix, my hold my beer." <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest. Oh, that's what I'm saying, man. It's it. The whole thing's gold. One-liners are gold. The 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 memes and the the aftershock of of the documentary, uh, and the ripples that it's just putting through society is gold. Yeah. I just wish we would have been the pebble. Yeah. I'm just glad two years ago that we're known for something else. You got that same admiral, uh, admirable quality that Joe Exotic has, Josh, of just any kind of limelight you can get. Huh? Now we're, fam- we're famous for tornadoes and meth heads now, so we've, yeah. we've stepped up in the world. Well, I told y'all there's a Bigfoot sighting recently, too. Uh, this uh, area down in McCurtain County, yeah, they I call the Narrows. Yeah. Um, a guy, I think he's like a doctor or a dentist, claims he saw Bigfoot. And uh, then, uh, of course, have y'all been hearing about Cowboy Tim or whatever his name yeah, is. Cowboy Tim was great. Uh, yeah. What's that? So, he's, uh, so he's a security guard for the Cowboy Museum. Mm-hmm. Oh, because they shut yeah. Down, they okay. Essentially, so he's, he's he, out. he writes out hashtag. You think? <laughs> hey, let me ask you this. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think he did it on purpose, or do you think he's just like that out of touch? Oh man, he's 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 joking. You know, he's probably maybe, uh, maybe not the first time, but all the follow-ups. Yes, I'm just telling you right oh. now, like. I bet he's just a funny guy naturally, That's and he just—he's just being—he—he's being corny, and it's lovable. That's all I'm saying. But it's genius. Like oh, my, yeah. my nephew says, yeah. I need to use hashtags, so hashtag John Wayne. But he spells it all out. That's yeah. genius comedy, and the yeah. fact that it hasn't been done on Twitter yet. Oh, it yeah. has. I've done it multiple times. I did it on Facebook all the time. I thought it was a hilarious joke to everybody's hashtag, and so I'd write out hashtag. 
Yeah, so, but, you, but that's that's your. I'm issue. not famous though, because I'm not like. But you that's know, your issue. You did it on Facebook. Hashtags don't belong on Facebook. They they came on. They, people were doing it for a while, so I did it. Yeah. See, unlike you, I think Twitter's trash. I just want to get on there and learn about sports dude, and people how, putting I, I stupid stuff on there. Oh, dude, I love Twitter. Twitter, it just seems like a discombobulated mess of text. It, it's like you just walked into a bar and you can hear every drunk conversation of people just blurting out <laughs> random best, stuff. The best way it could be described, yes. Yeah. The I best, just the best way to sell it too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, it is. I mean, it it really is. It's, it's hands down the best news source, though, for sure. Like I I get I get news from Twitter faster than than anything. I'm sitting there telling my father-in-law stuff. Uh, about what's happening on the news uh, before the news is just because of Twitter. President got elected because of Twitter. Yeah. Well, so, there you go. Anyway. Well. Anyway, how's the two kids' life going? <laughs> uh, well, we think that the newborn, I say newborn, she's, she's like six, almost seven weeks now. Um, we think maybe the colicky stuff that's been going on with her could be uh, attributed to dairy. So Brittany's cutting out dairy. We're going to see how that works. Uh, and if we start getting some sleep at night, our lives are going to change. And then uh, the two-year-old is uh, pretty wound up. All the time. She's pretty crazy. So I don't know. It's a pretty hectic house, but we're having a good time. I, I kind of like the whole having to work from home a little bit. I just... Sucks for my company. I'm not very efficient from home. Oh, see, I'm the opposite. I get more done at home than I do at the office. Hey, you you ignore your kids well, though. I'm, I'm not good at that. Well, they're older. Yeah. Um, I mean, they don't yeah. have school. Yeah, you got more practice at it. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I, they're old enough to play outside. They're old enough to, to work the Netflix by themselves. They're old enough yeah, to... Just- enough to get if she shouldn't get into it, so you get to watch her all the time. That's what I'm saying. We're past that stage. Yeah, but no, it's it's going it's it's going all right. Uh, I don't hate the whole being you know kind of on quarantine keeps me from having to go out and socialize. So yeah, it's I don't know. Keeps you we got to be podcast, sure. Yeah, got a break from the podcast. That was a little vacation, but Damn. I'm back. Well, and Morel, right now we have to cut this short. Uh, yeah. Corey's got oh, five okay. bad guys. Yeah. Okay. Hey. The corona. Be safe out there. Wash your hands. Yeah. No. We uh, we had a, sh- a shortage of hand sanitizer, and uh, people have stepped up and started making either homemade hand sanitizer, and some distilleries have converted over to making hand sanitizer. My buddy Garrett at Leadslinger has been making it for a bunch of local hospitals and stuff, so it's been kind of kind of cool. Kind of reminds me of like the Industrial Revolution that came around World War, World War Two. You know, where all the yeah. car companies started making tanks and planes and stuff like that yeah so oh yeah man that uh, capitalism is the winner one of our fans went to uh he called me and said hey man i know these trucks uh i went to the store so i was in two bottles of everclear so i could cleanse and stuff like that he uh he keeps showing up to work so i guess i guess that's what he's really doing with it (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, no that's good that's good oh by the way uh Ventilators supposedly are running short. The big issue is, is uh, one company now pretty much monopolized the business, and that's why we're having a shortage right now. Yeah. 
So somebody put out plans uh, on how to make a homemade ventilator. Did you see that? Uh, no. Nah. Yeah, it's like one of those, you know, those respiratory bags that they use, like EMTs yeah. use. Instead of doing like the mouth to mouth stuff, and they use that instead. It kind of it's like a motorized version of that that you can build. Like they they say, what you can do is when you start to if you if I don't know if you have it or not, but if you start to feel congested, because that's the issue. The issue is you get all that that mucus and everything built up. Yeah, it's fluid, in and your then lungs. you swallow it, and it gets into your lungs, and then it starts developing a bacteria, yeah, and then that infection turns into pneumonia eventually. Se- sepsis. Yeah, eventually you die. Yeah. So what they say though is when you start to when you start to feel that that uh, mucus coming on is to is to put your body at a forty five degree angle. So in other words, make a, a pyramid of towels and blankets and pillows and then lay over it and let gravity pull that mucus out. That's how you're supposed to sleep, and you wake up in the morning with just snot all over your pillow and <laughs> and you're just hawking up loogies all day and everything. That but sounds ridiculous. Uh, nurses <laughs> nurses set people up in in that yeah. in that way uh, for that yeah. reason. Yeah. That's all it is. It's just it's just mucus that's that's getting infected in your lungs and then causing bigger problems. So if you can keep it flowing out, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I watched a like a two hour video the other day of a doctor just running through the process of pretty much you from you getting it to you dying. Like what yeah. causes it? Yeah. And you know it's the fluid on the lungs that turns into sepsis and then. You yeah. know, your your air capacity is lessened because obviously your lungs are filling up with that, that gunk and then you tire out is like the terminology they use with the families and stuff because you're struggling to breathe so much and I mean it's a muscular contraction. Yeah, and that's what that. and that's what the ventilator does. They yeah. essentially put you in it, a in a mini state of coma. Yeah. Throw you on your stomach and let the machine breathe for you as yeah. uh, your heel as your lungs uh, push everything out. And uh that but they said it's it's about a fifty fifty chance that you make it out of that scenario once you go on the ventilator. With, yeah. the, with this particular virus. Yeah. So, so yeah. an ounce of prevention. Yep. You ready to take it serious now? Now, me and, uh, me and Josh were going back and forth. He thinks it's all hoax still. I don't think the, <laughs> I don't think the virus is a hoax. I just think there have been bigger epidemics that haven't caused yeah. this type of, of pandemic. Yeah. His, uh, his hot take uh, is that we'll be, uh, by the end of April, we'll be back to normal. Dude, my guess is like somewhere around like June or July. Dude, I haven't put on a, a sports coat or a suit in like three weeks, and I'm itching. <laughs> like I'm about to just dress up and come to the next podcast, like suited out. Yeah. Whatever you do, like I'm a little upset. I'm a little upset. Easter's gonna be stuck at home. Yeah. Yeah. For that we heard reason. what I said. We lost Joe Diffie today. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is weird so, because not Kenny Rogers, who I follow on Twitter. Yeah. Tweeted about Kenny Rogers, and then Kenny Rogers died. And then he tweeted about Joe. Wait, Giffen. Kenny Rogers died? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Where have you been? You didn't I've know that? have been at the house. That You're that quarantined? Yeah. Josh thought the internet was alive. So. I'm still not convinced Tom Hanks is still alive, but. <laughs> All right. Anyway, anyway, that's here. it. Top of the dude chain. We get the bugs worked out on this remote thing, and or Jeff will just actually show up, and we'll uh, yeah. we'll lay down some more quality. Otherwise, his uh, surrogate will have to do, keep For real. keep doing a good job. <laughs> and I think uh, I think she killed it. Yeah, she did a great job. Well done. <laughs> yeah, didn't she? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's I it. Bye.
Can you still hear me? 